The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome to the Bucket Plan On Demand podcast. Uh, excited to have this episode. I feel like it's been a little bit, so uh, it's nice to release something here. And monetizing your wisdom or monetize your wisdom by charging planning fees. So we love to use cool words around here. So monetize your wisdom. Those are our cool words of the day. And I'm, uh, I'm joined here by Dave Allison, uh, my business partner and DC Chamberlain, uh, one of the original guys who, as we were getting things started, uh, he did not, he bar- he couldn't even grow a beard when he started, and now he's <laughs> he got a full beard. I'm looking at on the screen, but hey, DC, how we doing? Doing good. How are you guys? Awesome. Yeah, I want to give you a little bit of street cred, so. Uh, so DC's leading the charge and charging the most amount of planning fees for uh, our whole organization amongst our RIA of all the IARs that we're part of, I'm part of, Dave's part of, and DC's uh, number one. And we're like, well, let's get him on here so he can boss down some wisdom, right, on how he's <laughs> monetizing it to charge planning fees. So that's, yeah, that's the topic of the day today. So let's, DC, tell us a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about your story and how you got uh, started and, and kind of, you know, what, what the process you're running now and just kind of an overview of how you're going about um, charging people fees, having the success you're having. So honestly, it was something that I was very, very opposed to, the idea of charging planning fees. First and foremost, it was like, I did not want to do it. I thought, how are these people going to come and work with me? Like I just, you know, I had it hard enough. To, I mean, I, I added a lot of, I could add a lot of clients over time, but it was like one more obstacle to maybe get in the way of adding a client. It just, it just didn't seem like it sat right with me at first. So I, it, it was just something where I had to slowly get into it. And it's one of those things where you just have to kind of break the ice and you just have to go and do it once and try it out and, and test it out. And for me, that was with, the family estate organizer and a kind of a mini plan with a client of mine. And I didn't actually even charge a fee on it. I said, this is what we charge, right? With the, yeah, for the family estate organizer. And I said, you know what, I'll just do this for you. Complimentary in this case, if you know, we won't charge you a fee and um, you know, we'll bring your assets. So, you know, if, as long as we're going to be managing your money, I'll do the family estate organizer and I won't charge you a planning fee. So that was kind of my foot in the door. I wasn't even quite yet charging a fee. It was just talking about it. And I realized the family or estate organizer in that case sealed the deal on a $1.8 million client. And that was where I, the switch kind of flipped. And I was like, okay, let's start doing this now. And again, it's been a kind of a progression over time to where now, our silver plans and gold plans are about two or three thousand dollars. I, I haven't always charged the most, but I found kind of a sweet spot, and uh, it really works. It really works to get people committed to it, and I think that's the biggest part of it is just getting that commitment. 
And once they're committed, then they, they view you as a, uh, you know, a trusted professional. Um, and that's the whole thing. They're, they're looking at you completely differently um, when you charge a planning fee. No doubt about it. And, and Dave, what's been your, I know you charge planning fees with every client every time. So tell us a little bit about um, the benefits that you've seen both yourself have experienced as an advisor, as well as your clients. What are some of the benefits they experience by actually paying a fee as crazy as that sounds? <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. It seems totally counterintuitive, right? But I think we can all agree we've heard it a million times when you pay for something, you value it more. And I think that's what the that's what both of us get, right? When I charge a client a planning fee and I quote them the fee early on, it truly showcases the amount of work and the deliverables that we're going to put together on their behalf. And it, it really, they look at me in such a different manner. I mean, I would say they look at me the same way they would look at, you know, paying an attorney, paying a CPA, paying a doctor, you know, in that I'm getting compensated for the time and the energy and the effort I'm putting in to helping them navigate all these complex issues and bring solutions to the table. And, you know, as you know, Jason, we get compensated in two ways, right? We get compensated by monetizing our time through charging planning fees, but then we have the ability to get compensated by helping them on the implementation of the wealth management. And so I think the benefit for the clients that I've personally dealt with is that it disarms them. Like they don't feel like they're going to get sold something or they have to buy something. You know, I just use the analogy and they joke, it gives us a chance to date before we need to get married. And at the end of it, if either of us feel like it's not a good dating relationship, let's be open and honest with each other and either of us can back away for any reason. And I think that that's a, just a really interesting dynamic that's been a game changer. Yep. No doubt about it. It takes that pressure off of them of feeling like the law of uh, reciprocity, right? Like they have to reciprocate by moving assets and and that's honestly what so many advisors hesitate is they don't want to lose that whatever, that, that pressure that inadvertently is put on people to move assets. But I think what you find is, and I know you guys have and I have as well, the more sophisticated level of client or person that you're dealing with, they don't want that kind of pressure, right? I mean, they want to go in there, they want to be educated and they want to make their own decisions. They want to feel empowered to make their own decisions and not that they're going to feel this awkward pressure at the end. And so what I found was more people, it increased my closing ratio versus just like you, DC, you were concerned about it decreasing, putting an obstacle. But when it's all said and done, the perceived value it puts on your process, right? And the, the, the pressure it takes off of them to make a feeling like they have to make a decision before they are armed with the education and the information that they need to make an intelligent decision. It, yeah, the, so my experience. The, the level of client that I'm working with now versus when I started and wasn't charging planning fees, it's, 
it's astronomical the difference um, when you start charging planning fees. And the key thing, the, one of the key things I think about it that that I that I don't know if enough people give it credit is that you know there's some clients that won't move their money right away. Okay, and that's this has always been the case though, right? You don't close every single client who comes through the door. But if you've established a relationship with them, you've actually at least gotten paid for your time. And then you've kind of got this, this foot in the door to following up with them. They come in later on for a plan update and you have another opportunity to build that relationship and work with that client moving forward. And I can't tell you how many times, how many, it's, it's probably at least a couple clients a year that I'm closing that are repeat financial planning only clients that finally the timing is right for us to come in and work with them and manage their money. And that would never happen if you're not charging a planning fee. You ever notice too, like you'll quote, um, I'm sure you guys have experienced this, but you'll quote a fee and you'll show the process. Cause you, what happens is you make this transition from initially, I, mean, I don't care if you're all AUM or you're all insurance or your combination of the two, which is like we all are, you know, we're fee based, but we use insurance products, right? Like as part of the overall holistic plan. But the thing is, is like, when you go to now, what you're really doing is selling the process instead of selling your product. And your product can be a UM, your product can be annuities, life insurance, whatever it is, or the combination. But now you're selling the process and people remember, and even if it's not the right fit at that time, when they're ready, they'll call your office and be like, I'm ready to go to step two. <laughs> right? I'm ready to move forward with the process. And it's like, we have it constantly happening in my practice. But think about, for those of you listening to this podcast, how many times do people call you back and be like, yeah, I want to move forward with that annuity, right? Out of nowhere, a year <laughs> later, they're just like, I'm ready to buy the annuity. I'm ready to buy the life insurance. I'm ready to buy that portfolio. That doesn't happen. But when you're still in the process, it's different. When the time is right, they're ready. Absolutely. Yeah. So how about, let's talk about how to charge because- you know, there's an annual retainer model. There is a, um, a model where you charge a, a flat fee for a bundling of different services you offer. There's an a la carte model where you basically each thing has an associated price and that equals what you end up charging them. And then lastly, there's an hourly, right? I mean, there's all these different ways if you're actually charging for the financial planning separate from the wealth management, right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about unbundling wealth management from financial planning. And actually, I remember when you said that the first time, DC, it was years ago, and I think you said the word unbundling. I was like, oh, I like the way that sounds. And that's really what we're doing is we're unbundling the financial planning from the wealth management where most advisors, it's all bundled together. So with that being said, Let's just talk about the financial planning right now. How do you charge for it? Is it hourly? Is it a flat fee based on a bundled package of services, right, that you're, that you're putting together? Are you charging per service or are you charging like more of an annual retainer? Let's talk about that or a combination of, of a couple different ways. Yeah, there's a combination. About of things, you, but, but, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I ultimately, one of the things that I've done is I've really tried to charge for just about everything that anybody could do. So like even like a tax client, if there's a investment audit is just something that we're going to offer them. Um, we'll be able to charge a flat cost for that and 
it just, it, again, it, it gets us in the door, but ultimately everything that we do is, that, that I do personally is going to be flat fee based for a specific package of services. And that might be customizable what those specific services are, depending on the client. Like some might not need social security, some might really need tax planning more than everything else, but it's going to be that way. And I think, again, kind of coming back to that whole unbundling thing, it puts us in a position where if things change down the road, say what happens if they take away asset management fees, right? And we know that other countries, it's, it's been a thing, right? Where I think it is, is it England? Uh, in the UK, I think yep. they've done that. So we still, if, as long as you get comfortable with this now, you now have an avenue where you, you are becoming a master at charging planning fees ahead of the curve. If this is a, it's, it's, it's an insulation by unbundling like this and, and treating yourself like a professional because you will be able to eat more easily ramp up um, in charging planning fees down the road if that becomes something that, that needs to be your primary source of revenue. So yeah, and ultimately it just depends on what you guys want to, what you want to do. But um, for me, I think the flat fee is, is fit really well because I can go to the client and say, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is what I charge you. This is what I charge anybody else who comes in here, regardless of asset size. And, and I think a lot of people like that. You know, right. they, they get the feel that, okay, we're not nickel and diming them or charging them more because they have more assets. Okay, great. And then how about ongoing after that? Are you just paid by the AUM and the wealth management? Or do yeah. you charge any type of retainer or hourly after that? So I usually don't bill for, I usually include the financial planning as part of the uh, ongoing, if they place assets with me and if we're managing um, the investments moving forward. But I know, you, I mean, you can do it a lot of different ways. I think Jason, you do it differently, don't you? You guys still charge, don't you? Yeah, so what we're doing is um, we primarily charge a flat fee, just like you do. We used to do more of an ongoing retainer, right? Not just a flat fee first year, but we've, uh, we're just a flat fee um, in most cases. Now, what we will do is if somebody is uh, pretty clear up front, they're, they're just there for financial planning and they're not likely to move assets, then we go to hourly in that case and just do 300 bucks an hour. But other than that, we quote a flat fee. Then what we do, in, and I think you do this too, DC, we've been doing it for a while, is we do discount 50% of the fee. So they pay the first half, but they don't have to pay the second half if they become a wealth management client. So we incentivize them to move assets. Um, and we simply explain to them that we're paid by the financial institutions you do business with for the wealth management services we're paid. So we don't, you know, if, if you uh, become a wealth management client, we actually waive the second half of the fee in essence, giving a 50% discount. That, but the hourly, basically the do-it-yourselfers, um, if, if they're kind of clear, they're probably not going to move forward. And I'll tell you a quick story of somebody about a year ago, a guy, very wealthy guy, uh, about 10 million bucks came through and um, he was very clear. He was a do-it-yourselfer. The funny thing is, is I quoted $5,000 because I thought I might still have a shot. And I'm like, all right, 5,000 5, bucks. It was a mistake, but he fixed the mistake because he said, no, he pushed back and said, can I do hourly? And so I said, sure, we'll do 300 bucks an hour. Well, when it was all said and done, it was $10,000, just a oh. hair over $10,000. Wow. And so I'm like, wow, did I misquote that guy, <laughs> right? Because when you added it all up, 
and granted, like I only had like five hours into it, five, maybe six hours into it. Most of it was my team, but he agreed to 300 bucks an hour for all of us. And we ended up racking up like 10 grand. And sure enough, he didn't end up, you know, moving forward with the, any of the wealth management. Um, but I was glad I had that $300 hourly. And I learned from that. And now going forward, I make the judgment call in that first appointment whether I'm going to go ahead and quote 300 an hour for a do-it-yourselfer or I'll do the flat fee, um, which tends to be lower. And I learned from experience still with the incentive that they move over, we, we waive the second half. So that, that's kind of the model. And then in regards to ongoing after that, similar to UDC, I, do, I service them and we do annual reviews. But if they ask for us to do a project above and beyond the typical annual review and the service model that we offer to our wealth management clients, um, we do give them a 50% discount on that $300 hourly rate, and we charge them a buck fifty an hour. So they feel good because they're getting a 50% discount, but we're compensated if they throw a bunch of extra work on us because what we're finding is more and more upfront, people want to move assets, but don't want to do a full holistic plan. And we'll go ahead and take them on, but then we don't want them nickel diamond us over and over for all the planning they should have done up front. And then we weren't charging for it. That's what was happening before. Now, when we're offering a 50% discount, we at least are getting the buck 50 an hour for all the extra work we're putting in after the fact, after we moved assets. So that that's the model we've kind of evolved into, but you know, you're always tweaking it, trying to make it better, more efficient. Yeah, I like that. I might be missing the boat a bit on some of that. Yeah, it's an evolution, man. You know, we've all been going through this together over the last nine years, trying different things and you know, identifying issues. Dave, uh, what situations are you like um, quoting an hourly versus a flat fee or? And I think you have some people on retainer too, you know, where you're, you're just doing an ongoing retainer. I try not to do the retainer because I, I, I've kind of gravitated to the fact that I almost always lose on the retainer, meaning I do more work than I ever actually earn if I added up my hourly time. So uh, I've actually just transitioned out my last client that was retainer and no longer have any. Oh, really? I feel really good about. Um, and to be honest, nice. the only ones that I did, it was a couple business owners. Um, where we were doing some yeah. stuff, right? But but COVID, you know, uh, helped kind of transition some of that out. Really kind of the two core areas. I mean, I, I'm pretty upfront with people when I do my discovery meetings with them or my right fit calls in that. And when I say upfront, of course, upfront on everything, but upfront in that who my ideal clients are. And when I say it, I say the people I do the best work for are the people who are wealth management clients, the families that really entrust us to really kind of be a fiduciary and oversee everything. If you're not going down that route, I can perform really good individual services, whether it's taxes or financial planning, but it's not where I do my best work. And so, you know, again, when we quote the fee, you know, we must have all learned from the same place, uh, um, but, you know, very similar. It's the flat fee. And I tell people, you know, as a way to engage with us for wealth management, we first start off with financial planning because that's going to be the roadmap that we build that ultimately dictates the wealth management solutions you're going to be in need of. We can't jump right into wealth management. We can't take the road trip across the country until we know where we're going. 
And so in order to do that, our initial cost to engage would be whatever that flat fee is, just like you said. And I, I don't take on anyone under a million. So generally for me, the first tier is 19.95. Uh, second tier for generally two to 3 million is 29.95. Third tier, three to 4 million is 39.95. And then, you know, I generally top it off at $49.95 unless there's going to be like a lot more complexity. But we all know kind of the time it's going to take to, to build a plan for somebody. And so I'll start there and just simply say, you know, half is due upon engagement. Second half is due upon delivery and your happiness with the plan. And if you decide to implement the wealth management services with us, then we simply waive the second half of the fee. And, you know, typically the next question that comes out of their mouth is, well, what's your wealth management fees? And I simply say that typically they start at about one quarter of 1% or 25 basis points quarterly, and it's billed on the assets we're managing. And you're essentially in control. You could terminate the relationship at any time. There's not a lockup or a commitment or a certain amount of time but essentially one quarter of 1% per quarter is billed out of your client account. And that's what's paid to me as your advisory fee. Of course, investments could carry expenses and we don't know what those are gonna be until we map out what your plan is because we don't know what you need. And of course, the larger you get, the lower my advisory fee goes um, because it's, you know, again, based on a percentage. If you're over a million, you know, typically um, 20 basis points a quarter or 0.2%. And so, um, I kind of just throw that out there as an initial to give them an idea, right? Um, they're going to see we're very much in line with industry standards and where those are going to be. And, and that's really kind of how I lead that conversation of explaining the fee. Um, I will give them a pivot and I'll say, look, if you're just looking for, in my place, the only time the fee really comes in is if it is truly going to be like tax work. If you're looking for advanced tax planning, and you need my help and expertise in stock options or compensation planning or whatever it is, I say we simply do that on a service-only basis for $300 an hour. And I'll try to give them a ballpark of what that uh, amount of hours, you know, it's going to be 10 hours worth of work or, you know, five hours worth of work or 15 hours worth of work. Um, and so, you know, again, you know, what, what I've kind of decided on is like, again, I do my best work for our wealth management clients. Um, and, and lead with that. So. Yeah. Um, interesting. The quarter percent per quarter to total up to 1% a year. That's new. I haven't heard that. That's you know what? I had a client. Yeah. They I like, mean, they just, they weren't really good at math. Right. And so I was like, I used to, and you know, I used to always just say my advisory fee starts at 1% and can go down. And they were like, but how much is that per quarter? And I was like, well, it's, 0.25%. And they were like, oh, well, that's really manageable. And then they were like, how much is that in dollar terms on my portfolio? And I was like, well, you have a million dollars that we're going to manage. So it's about $2,500 a quarter. And they were like, no problem. That sounds great. You know, and I was like, maybe other people just want it broken down because, you know, so, so I started doing it and I don't know, it, we'll see if it works. I'll keep doing it. And <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that was yeah. driven by a client recently. Uh, DC, how do you actually, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up the conversation, tell everybody how you're, you know, quoting the fee. Like, how do you come up with the dollar amount? So Dave, based on complexity, 
uh, but basically behind the scenes, he does the math. If they're if they're under a million, it's nine ninety five. If they're over a million, but not two, nineteen ninety five. And you keep adding a million <clears throat> or adding a thousand bucks for extra million they have in net worth. Or is it net worth or estate value, Dave? Which one do you use? I do investable assets because most of the people in California are living in a two or three million dollar home, and so if okay. I base that into the factor, the fee I just don't. Um, so I just do it yep. based on their their kind of investable assets we're going to be planning around. Got yeah, it. so but well, that might just be a California thing. So yeah, right, right. So one of the things that I do is a little different is that we just have kind of packages of services and we kind of start with bronze, silver, and gold. And I pretty much just stuck to that. But now, I mean, kind of talking through this, it's, it's made me think maybe, you know, when I have those people who have a lot, lot more going on, we should be charging hourly or doing things a little differently. Um, but yeah, it's typically $9.95 and then $19.95 and then $29.95 are like the three levels. Usually it's going to be some, somebody's going to be the 1995 is going to be where they fit into, which is like the silver. And that's going to be when that's, that's really where you get a bucket plan and all the whole planning. We're going to map out something for them. Um, and then the yeah. gold is going to have kind of the more comprehensive where I use e-money and other things like that and incorporate that into what we're doing. Yeah, it's gotcha. been, I mean, financial that, you see that yeah. hourly rate, Jason, I shared this story with you, but I think it's just, you know, kind of in closing the reason to be implementing planning fees because it's for some people, it's just not the right time. But I had a client last year who was referred to me, um, you know, they had a bunch of stock in a privately held company. It had an IPO. There was no liquidity around that. They were making a modest income. They were an engineer over there but he needed some tax help on exercising some of the options. And so I did the $300 hourly rate, took me about five hours to kind of forecast out his alternative minimum tax and how much he should exercise. You know, long story short, the company IPO'd two weeks ago and it's trading at almost $250 a share right now. We thought it was going to IPO at $80 a share and uh, you know, crazy in in that year he's now got a net worth of over 50 million dollars <laughs> and um you know he paid me fifteen hundred dollars in planning fees uh at 443 today so what is that about two hours ago he just emailed me saying can we get together friday evening you know he wants to sell or he's allowed to sell up to 25 percent of his stock three months after the ipo he wants to give 10 percent to charities potentially look at setting up his own foundation, do all this other stuff, right? And like, I don't know, I'll take that all day long, you know, at $300 an hour and continuing to get that opportunity. And so, you know, had I just had a wealth management model or I had just been focused on trying to sell him portfolios or products, I wouldn't even be in the game right now. And now I am his yeah. trusted advisor he's coming to. Yeah. So DC, you should come back through the uh, bucket plan 2.0. It's probably been a couple few years. Basically what happens is, is we just pull all the best ideas from all the advisors that come through and just continue to innovate our process, you know, on, on other successful advisors. So that's the benefit of running these bucket plan trainings is we're constantly learning from all the best advisors in the industry that are coming through the training. So uh, yeah, yeah exactly. you should come back through. 
Yeah. I'll have to it, do that soon. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, so the great this was uh this was a great podcast. I think the last thing I wanted to add is even like in my instance, I'm not, you know, I'm mainly doing business development in my firm now. So I'm bringing potential clients to a lead advisor and then a second chair, which is somebody who's not quite a lead advisor yet. Maybe they're a associate advisor or paraplanner and they're still learning and growing. They have the ability to service the client and do all the work. They're just not really a lead advisor closing a lot of business yet. So what I'm doing, my role is more to tee up the lead advisor and the associate to then, because we do a two-chair approach. So I'm bringing it to those two. But at the end of the day, what I look at it is like, for example, Chad in my office is a fantastic second chair. He's worked his way from paraplanner and now he's at, you know, kind of a rung three, we call it, of a service advisor, more than capable. Um, but when I look at his base salary, it's 20 bucks an hour. Now he makes variable comp and, you know, additional components of his total compensation. But from a base salary standpoint, it's, it's 40 grand a year. Well, that equates out to like 20 bucks an hour, right? So at 20 bucks an hour, when Chad is doing like a lot, the guy gave you the example that it was 10 grand in planning fees or a little more than that. And he was happy to pay it. You got a killer output, but it's like, I kind of pimped Chad out for 300 bucks an hour. <laughs> it was like, I'm paying him 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> I mean, if you have. That's good arbitrage right it. there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you have another capable advisor on your team, I mean, that you can work hand in hand with um, a paraplanner or a second chair kind of service advisor. It's not that bad of a like extra revenue stream that you can add to your practice. You, you charge that guy 10 grand. He probably got 250,000 in value out of it anyway. You know, oh, I, I, I remember the case and a lot of the stuff that your firm did for him. And the reality of it yeah. is, I mean, you brought incredible value to him and, and you as a business brought that value. It's not just you, you know, it's the team. No doubt about it. And in that case too, you know, just, I, I think the listeners might want to hear like he initially only approved three grand. We brought back what we had done at, up to that point. And then it was like, but you really need this, this, and this, we should model this out. He's like approved, did another three grand to six, and then he approved it up to 10 again. Um, and then right at the end, we're like, oh, we got a few more hours and it'll be just air over 10, but kind of approved it in tranches. But thank God he said no to the five grand up front. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, well great if anyone wants to guys. learn more, uh, like, Jason said to DC, we do training a few times a year on charging planning fees, the bucket plan, holistic planning process, and uh, appreciate everyone jumping on the podcast. Thank yeah, they didn't tell me to say this, but I'm definitely going to try to get to the next one of those. <laughs> nice. It'll pay for itself. <laughs> Thanks for joining, DC. Yeah, you guys have a good one. See you guys. Yeah. The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. 
To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit Clarity2Prosperity.com.